All right, welcome in, guys. Garden Report. Jimmy Toscano tucked away in the crevices, in the I corners. I am in the deep, dark depths of the TD Garden right now, and I haven't been here in a few years, and they've changed everything behind the scenes. You got to go down these corridors, hallways. To hear, to hear like the coaches and the players speak, you're almost outside of the garden. You're not even in the garden anymore. It's all different. But anyways, so far nobody away. cares about yeah. that right now. What yeah. people care about is this unbelievable loss, I guess, unfortunately. A double overtime thriller. Um, I guess I got my money's worth uh, after a few years not coming to games. I remember what, what I hated so much about coming to games was getting out of here at 1 a.m. So some things yeah. never change. Um, but school, man, school night, Jimmy. School yeah. night. Um, but hey, I came correct tonight. I told Joe Sway. He suited up. Sherrod suited up. So the boys looked good tonight. Um, the Celtics not not so good, but CLNS did everything they they could on a Sunday. CLNS showed up and did their best, and I'm proud of all of you guys. Uh, we're gonna get into this game, and I know people are gonna fill in here. People are uh, already wow. The comment section is ruthless already, huh? So it's impossible. Here's the thing: it's a fun game, uh, and there's two there's two main takeaways. But it's impossible not to start at the very end. Yeah. And this is what's gonna be talked about, and this is what Joe's not gonna answer, and this is what the players will say they have no problem with, and this is what fans will say uh, is not an issue because Joe doesn't mind. The players don't mind when he doesn't call timeout. Yeah. Look. You cannot call timeout. What happened on that and last? It, and it's worked before. It's worked. You caught teams off guard. There's been situations mm -hmm. where it's worked for them. Tonight it didn't work, and it's going to get talked about. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is in this case. You can you cannot call timeout late in the game when you want a bucket or need a bucket. Um, and I understand the thinking behind it. You know, you don't want. The Are other you team thinking to... about a specific moment right now? I mean, the end of overtime and the end of double overtime. You yeah, have a chance cool. to take the lead there, and and it's fine if you do it, but that you you have to know that your the guys out there know what they're doing. So I'm putting it on the players as much as Joe. If Joe's going to put faith in you guys to be able to do this, and this is a thing you don't mind him doing, you can't go out there totally friggin' clueless in the two most critical possessions of the entire game and just puke all over yourself. The, the, we'll start with the overtime, with Jalen Brown not having a clue what he was supposed to do. You set it up for him for an ISO, and then Tatum kind of leaks over, and then he just gives it to Tatum, and he was like, uh, what? And Tatum has to rush and try to get to the rim, but he's got no time to do anything there because he got the ball way too late. So you you took way too long to set up any of your actions. And then what happens in overtime? They walk it up, burn uh, double overtime, burn 14 freaking seconds. And Joe Grant's sitting there. He doesn't know what he's doing. Nobody comes. Nobody sets a screen. And Joe has to call a frustration timeout. Uh, and obviously, a, there is a bathroom. It's down the hall. Okay, the Jimmy. Way. Yeah, yeah. Mute yourself when you're giving uh, instructions there. This is what you. Yeah. This guy just what, came up to me in the middle of this. This is what you come. This is what you come to uh, the garden report for. <laughs> I guess I'm the bathroom attendant. So Grant's just sitting there, totally friggin' clueless. Um, and uh, and that's it. I mean, and that was that. You still got a shot off and actually a decent one. Uh, but they just mucked well, it the there. They, they, so, I mean, if your players don't know what they're doing, then you got to call the timeout. I'm not putting it all on Joe. I don't mind it if they know what they're doing, but they didn't in both right. instances. So I, I think in that case, it's probably a, a share of the blame pie, right? Because there should be a play already for that situation, right? You don't need to call a timeout in certain situations. They already should know, okay, if this is the situation, this is the play. You know what I mean? It, it, it should just be understood amongst the players. 
I'll give Joe credit for calling the timeout once they realized that it had gone to shit, right? I mean, we're talking about the second overtime here at the end. Yes. And yep. then drew up a play, and Al Horford missed a, an open shot in the corner. Now, you can make the case that Tatum should have just gone to the rim with it because it looked like he had a nice lane there. But he dished it out to Al Horford, who had hit some shots earlier in the game, and Al just missed it straight up. So, I mean, if it goes in, we're we're probably talking about something different right now. Um, but to your point, John, it still I, I was completely agree. Yeah, it was super discombobulated and, and like disor. Yeah, they were all like disoriented out there, and it felt like no, they weren't on the same page. Now, that's my issue with, you know, if you want to talk about blaming the coach, my issue is that. He doesn't have them prepared for that situation in advance, right? I mean, that's kind of what practice is for. So I don't know if it's an issue with not doing enough reps in practice for those situations. It's like, it's almost like a two minute drill on in football. You know what the plays are, you go up to the line, you call them out and you and you and everyone's on the same page, right? So in a situation where it's a tie game or you're down two and it's a last possession sort of deal, there should be, okay, this is option A, this is option B, and this is option C. It shouldn't be Jason Tatum waving guys around and you know where are you going what are you doing you're not listening you know what i mean it felt like these guys it was like their first time playing together in, in that situation so um certainly disappointed in, in how that all transpired down the stretch absolutely the whole thing was um puzzling <laughs> and, and disturbing uh, and again it's just i don't get it yeah and, and again i don't mind unorthodox i i got some people in my mentions some people in the chat joe's not good enough to be able to do unorthodox stuff a lot of sure stuff. You, yeah a lot of that. i don't mind sure you can and it's worked before there's several oh. examples where the celtics have just run it caught the team off guard kept them from setting up their defense kept them from changing up and getting the personnel they wanted on the court kept them from being able to see what kind of play you were you were trying to run there and get the right matchups um and it's worked. I don't mind it, but they were so discombobulated there. Um, yeah. They're so discombobulated. So I'm putting it. I, I everyone's saying heavy on Joe, heavy on Joe. I, I'm putting it, you know, on both. I'm putting it on it both. It has to be on both. It is on we gotta, both. We the, gotta, player, gotta, the players need to know, just as well as the coaches need to know, what the situation calls for. And if that's Jason Tatum takeover or Jalen Brown takeover – fine i mean that that's what it should be i mean it felt like they were trying to draw something up in the middle there and it wasn't it was they weren't on the same page so missoula probably should have just called the timeout right off the bat instead of waiting for the clock to tick down now the difference is he at least called the timeout instead of waiting waiting for somebody like grant to get the ball and turn it over right so it wasn't the same level as um it was against uh the bucks um but still it's just a tough look um in that situation um you know, b before that, again, another another blown lead by the Celtics, right? Uh, in, a, in a in a game where the Knicks were without arguably their best player in Jalen Brunson. So once again, um, you know, one of the better players on the opposite team doesn't play, and the Celtics can't answer the bell, right? Yep. The Knicks, on the other hand, I'll tell you what, Tibbs has created a, a team or a culture over there. These guys are grinders. They work like hell out there. They're up and down the court. They're tough. They play hard. And I'll tell you what, Emmanuel quickly, John, and I know you feel the same way. He might be the most fun guy in the league. I know he's having the most fun in the league. Yeah. But this guy was dancing on the Celtics' grave, literally, literally and figuratively. He was doing everything out there, three-pointers, runners, taking charges, firing up his team, active on defense. He showed more, like, life 
than the entire Celtics, I feel like, did combined for lar- large stretches yeah. of this game. I mean, I here's the, I'm not going to – look, I, I, there's a couple of things I, I think are worth talking about tonight. Joe's going to be a ton of it, and I really am curious what the reaction is going to be, and as soon as we get some of that, we will put it yeah. up for you. Well, Sherrod's going to join us there. in a bit. Joe Sway's in there. Um, so we'll have our guys in there doing the digging and asking that. I'm sure people are going to ask, and we'll see what we get out of that. Uh, there's that. You have what – I don't think this was an effort game, Jimmy. Um, there was. I'm not I, saying th- that. I'm just saying there was saying. execution. The Celtics came down from seven points late in the fourth quarter to, to yeah. force OT in the first place. They made a lot of winning plays there. Um, they did some good back and forth stuff. They were discombobulated at the wrong times. But I, I, I'm looking at the Nets game as a, as an as an effort game. You just lost to the Knicks twice because they just beat you, and you lost to them without Brunson tonight. Um, and I know you're down a couple of players yourself, but I mean Brunson's an all star. Brunson's you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, it is what it is. So there's that. There's another thing about uh, which came up last game and is a big issue with Joe Missoula clearly wanting them to take more threes. And they took 59 threes tonight. And I got the chat all lit up about them taking too many threes. Joe says that after a recent after the players having recently kind of joked about that they're taking too many. So there's a weird tug of war going on between the way Joe wants them to play and maybe some of the stuff that they want to do. Um, So that's interesting. Um Tatum, uh, yes, and Tatum shot a ton. Tatum went ice cold. Tatum, Tatum was three. Tatum was ten for thirty um, at a point, and then he made his last two buckets or something like that. He, I mean, he got he was really cold. Then he made a couple buckets late in that second OT. Uh, it didn't help them out at all. But um, yeah. but yeah, so that's another issue here is the amount of threes and the way that they want him to play. What they turn into when Rob's not out there, you saw a ton of second-chance points. The rebounds are fairly even between the two teams, but they got really buried there on the glass. And yeah. then you're seeing just that shitty bench depth when you're down guys. You pull guys up. You put them into different positions. But there's nobody out there, and you got nothing from Muscala, nothing from uh, nothing from uh, Hauser. And then Grant, who made some plays, but honestly got friggin' cooked, okay? Made a couple of plays, made a couple of winning plays. But I mean, he ended up playing 44 minutes tonight, and got, and he kept getting cooked on switches. So Mr. Versatility just got absolutely, uh, you know, I mean, just got run kinda... around tonight on defense, and just getting destroyed down low. You see Grant's limitations when he plays this much against uh, against right. starting caliber, uh, you know, whatever. So why? I mean, I know Rob's out, but why? Why? Why the uptick in playing time? Like, I mean, the guy went from out of the rotation. You knew that that was going to happen. I know. You knew it. And, and he has only you know, played 32 in a double overtime game. I thought those minutes were a little low, especially when you have Brogdon out of the game. Um, so I don't know. There was definitely, like you said, it's it's, it's a Joe game in the sense where people are going to have people are going to have questions, and I think rightfully so. Um, starting to hear it more and more. People are a little bit. A little bit more fed up, I think, or they're they're less patient uh, with kind of what he's what he does out there, what he doesn't do. Yep. Uh, certainly, you can timeouts are the easy one, right? But I think some of the rotations um, are all question questions as as well. So, yeah, disappointing. I mean, this is becoming a bit of a theme now, unfortunately, with this team. Um, you know, they are in. I think you could say they are in a bit of a slide here. Um, post All Star break slide. I'm not saying it's to the point where it was um, when they went out west or when they got when they were out west there, but similar. I mean, in the sense where like they're just not playing fundamentally sound basketball. Like you said, the lack of communication out there down the stretch in crunch time. I mean, 
this was a playoff atmosphere type game. All these games in the playoffs are going to be relatively close, right? I mean, good basketball teams. Um, you need to be able to execute. You need to be on the same page. You need. You can't be second guessing. Uh, which I thought there was a little bit of that tonight. I mean, as many shots as Tatum took, I thought he passed up a couple. Grant still passing up shots. Um, but yeah, 44 minutes for Grant tonight. That was. I mean, it's just like. Is there any rhyme or reason to it? He just played 16 against the there Knicks is, last There is, there is, there is, because you don't have big. I mean, yeah, you don't have Rob. I know, but yeah, you, you really ha you haven't had Rob for a lot of the year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if this is going to be, if this is what they're what they have to do in a situation where Rob's out, then they're as thin as we thought they were, or or, or yeah, or but they did it early in the year, and obviously they survived. And honestly, Rob's been trash. I mean, not trash, but Rob hasn't been great anyway. Yeah. So. Um, but so, how long can it go? How long can it again last? It looks like teams have figured out Williams. I think um, fans are generally frustrated right now uh, by some things, and I think part of it is repeated mistakes, um, late game execution issues, uh, over reliance on threes. Joe 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 Mazzulla's kind of unorthodox style. Um, you know, Tatum coming up small sometimes in big moments when you don't really, you know, when you don't want to see it. Um, it, it, some of these things are definitely kind of some recurring issues. Doesn't mean like they're dying, they're they're dead in the water. But there's no question that like the same sort of stuff that people are kind of getting fed up with, they're seeing a little bit too frequently. So we're kind of in that. I'm not going to say. And again, they're still 24 and 15 since that 21 and five start. They're not bad. But again, we said this on the last show. They are playing. One good, one bad, one so-so. One pretty good, one pretty bad, one so-so. Just cycling around, you know? Right. The, you know, the Celtics can play average basketball and roughly end up, you know, as a 45, 47, 48, 50-win team just playing okay. And that's what but they've that's been. Not gonna last they've been okay, but that's not going to get okay. you anywhere. Yeah. Right. That's the thing is, uh, you know, everybody's – Everybody ramps up in the playoffs. You can get by with okay, especially with the hot start you got. You're still going to end up with a with a high playoff seed, but it's how you are playing going into the playoffs that's going to dictate how you how you do. Like in football, not to, not really to compare sports, but I think it's definitely true in football. The hot team is the team that, in yeah. most cases, gets gets to where they want to go. Right. So there is something to be said for forming good habits, playing the right way, playing hard, playing connected. It feels like they're disconnected. And on offense tonight, they went they went stale for a while. I mean, it, unfortunately, it's the old adage: "Live by the three, die by the three. I mean, it's it's you know you feel like a broken record saying it, but that's the way this team. It's it's pretty obvious that's how they want to play. They want to be a team that shoots threes and then, you know, hopefully gets to the rim enough where it can offset some of those misses. Um, they took fifty nine threes tonight. They so, hit 21 of them. 59 threes tell, out, of, out of 109 shots, more of their shot, more of their field goals were three-pointers. 59. So that's that. That's who you are. You're a three-point shooting team. And, you know, the Knicks shot percentage-wise the same as you did tonight. They took far less. They took 41. They went 15 to 41. and. It just is what it is. I mean, so I, the threes I can tell obviously right now are a huge deal just based on the way people are discussing them. I look, we're stuck here, right? This is you can not like it, but also understand that it's basketball. Like I don't know that it's going to go the other way ever. 
math is going to be math, and that's just how people are going to view this. What did Joe Missoula lament last night, last game? Not that they shot poorly from three, that they just didn't take enough, and that they're giving up opportunities to get more points by not taking enough threes. So they came out and what? They jacked 17 in the first quarter. That's clearly they were given orders to do that. What I don't get is like, why think about it in those terms? You know how to play with pace and space. When the three is there and it's the shot to take, you take that shot. When it's not, you work for a better shot. I don't understand. Is the philosophy, the second you get it from behind the arc, if you have a little bit of deadline, dead uh, like a daylight, let it fly. That to me is silly. That can't be, that can't be the way. That doesn't make sense to me at all. It's a good shot if it's a good shot. But if it's not a good shot, it's not a good shot. I don't know right. how else to say that. Um, and it's not just a matter of whether they go in. It's are you passing up other opportunities to do something else somewhere else down the road, uh, you know, and to create a better shot or a better opportunity uh, to work it into the paint, to move the defense around, to get people tired, um, to not just make it easy on them by just whipping the ball around the perimeter and the first person who gets it jacks it. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's very strange. It can't be the only thing. I understand it's the, I understand why it's done. But it, it, it what can't, can't be, be the only thing. It three. It can't just be. We got to shoot fifty threes, and if we make them, we win. It just right. can't be. That's that right. can't that's be like how it baseball works. Baseball nerd stuff that I can't stand. Right? Yeah, that's just like. I get it. I understand three is worth more than two, and blah blah blah. But yeah, we get the like, math. It, 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 like, yeah, totally. On. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. So yeah. I don't know. I mean. What else can you say? You know, I mean, it, it, it came down to execution. You know, it came down to execution and down the stretch, and one team executed just, just that much more than the other team. Um, it was a fun game. It was it was an entertaining game for sure. Um, it was up and down. I, again, though, the Celtics have trouble closing teams out. Yep. They have trouble with, with, with taking your soul, right? I mean, you have yep. them on the, you had them on the brinks there. And then what do they do? They give up that buzzer beater three. That changed the momentum again. Um, that three pointer at the end of the third quarter, right? Was that wasn't that what Randall hit that three? To, I think it was the end of the third quarter. Yep. Um, end of the third to put him up one eighty eight eighty seven. I yeah. believe. That um, changed yes. everything. That that yeah. that momentum shift. And then again, you know, Randall quickly. These guys are playing with a little swagger out there. You know what I mean? Like it just felt like. They were dancing around like it was Madison Square Garden. There was a good Knicks contingency here. There, there was, there was, there was some decent, uh, decent number of Knicks fans in the crowd tonight. There's some in the chat right now. They're taking victory laps, and rightfully so. It's nine straight wins. Definitely. Um, nine straight wins. Uh, and Is it uh, nine? No shit. Three to one over the Celtics right now. This team's playing good basketball. I'm you, they're playing great basketball. And this is a potential second round uh, matchup here. Uh, Tibbs has these, these guys. guys. Tibbs has these guys believing. You know, and Tibbs is a great coach. I mean, there's no doubting that. He's been doing it for years. Everybody who's a Celtics fan who's my age or older knows how important he was to that championship team. And and his he's always been tough on defense and playing hard. And, I mean, the guy is just – he's 100, 110% every single game he gives. And he, he lives and breathes and lives, eats, sleep, breathes basketball. That's just his, his life. Um, and he's got a group of guys that, are, that believe in him. So – um, the Knicks are a tough team. They're they're a tough out. I mean, like we, 
like we said, they, they didn't even have Brunson tonight, and he's been like kind of their leader all year. So it's um, it's just uh, you know tough tough one for Celtics. I mean, I think I think those two teams are kind of going in opposite directions right now. I'm not. I, I, it's still for me. It's still the Celtics in a seven game series, just because based on what I've seen from over the course of the whole season. But if these teams are meeting right now in the playoffs, oh boy, you know this. this the Celtics are not playing championship level basketball right now. So they have what 20 less than 20 games now um, to sort of get their ish together. And um, that's kind of what you got to hope to see. Um, now is it Cleveland tomorrow? Yes, it is. I mean, that's that's something right there. I mean, it doesn't stop. It doesn't slow down. This is this is this was going to be a tough stretch of the of the season, but I remember Bobby talking about it um, maybe a week or so ago, just looking ahead at the schedule. And, you know, they've got Cavs tomorrow. I mean, that's tough. Second night of a back-to-back on a road after a double overtime game. That's probably a loss too. So then you, and then you had, oh, and then, oh no, sorry. This is a wild one. You go back to, back home for one more against the Trailblazers, which is such a wacky schedule, man. You're going out to Cleveland, you come back to play the Trailblazers, and then you go on the road for six games out west, starting in um, well, starting in Atlanta and then heading out Texas, Minnesota, and then you go Portland, Utah, Sacramento. So it doesn't slow down for them. And I don't know what it's going to take for them to sort of switch gears here and get back to the playing style or get back to the ways that they were to start the year. Um, but something's going to have to change. I don't have that answer for you, John, unfortunately. Yeah. If I did, I'd probably uh, be in the coach's room right now, but I'm just an idiot that talks about them. Um, all right, we're going to hear Joe Missoula here. This is Missoula on the timeout situation. I'm going to play that right now. Uh, we'll react to that. We're also, like I said, waiting for uh, Joe Sway and uh, – and, uh, and, uh, Yeah, where are those guys? Do I have to and- go find them, track them down? No, no, no. They're going to join in a second. Let me get to the um, let me get to this soundbite uh, on uh, Missoula. First off, tell you guys quickly about uh, one of our sponsors, Athletic Greens. So Celtics lose, Celtics and Knicks. Uh, one of the big stories, Joe Missoula chooses not to call timeout at the end of overtime. Uh, and, uh, and and look, we can get into Stop Tatum as well, too. Tatum, another 40-burger. And again, you can look at his game and be like, I don't know what I, I don't know if I loved all of it. You know, you like parts of it, but it wasn't perfect. We'll talk about Tatum as well, too. But on the Missoula stuff, I know that this is uh, something that's been out there uh, for a bit. Didn't call uh, didn't, didn't call timeout here. Uh, uh, Final at, shot at the of, of OT. Yeah, OT. So here he is talking about it. I mean, it's it. obviously there. You can't, the only thing you control is trying to win the games. And so... We put ourselves in the best possible chance to win, but zero concern. Um, just because there are 17 games left doesn't mean that there is any different than how a stretch of a season would go. And you obviously want to be playing your best basketball later in the season as you get closer to the playoffs. But, you know, this is a tough stretch. And whatever the stretch has, we have to learn from it so that we can use it later in the year. That might not have been about the timeout. It was about being concerned maybe about the way they've been playing recently and if there's reason to be concerned maybe because he said zero concern um i i don't like when when people speak in absolutes like zero or a hundred percent like 
there has to be some love. And it's not like concerned, like, oh, I'm so scared about how things are going. But you have to be aware of it. And you have to be able to, I think, acknowledge when something isn't going maybe the way it should, right? And then you make the adjustments. I mean, maybe that's not concern, but certainly I think you have to acknowledge when, uh, you know, style or when you're not playing the way that you typically should. What's up, Sharad? Where are you at, dude? I don't see you anyway. Same, in the same building you are, Jimmy. Damn. Yeah. I just saw I you like 10 minutes ago, dude. Dude, it was like an hour ago. This game, yeah, this, this game, this game. After I left, went on for another forty-five minutes. I thought it was going to end. So, Sherrod, I'll ask Not you: good. Did you jump into any post-game action here? Did you go to no. go listen to Joe? Okay. So, what are your thoughts on? We're, we're we're breaking down the series of issues that seem to be most uh, relevant, you know, from the game, and certainly with fans here uh, and the viewers in the chat. Uh, we started with the timeouts. The decision not to call them, which has worked for Joe in the past, and whether or not he should have sensed at this moment, at this time, given the game situation, given how tired and how long a lot of, you know, how many minutes a lot of people have been playing, um, that maybe he should have. But twice having the people on the court seeming to not really have a clue what they were supposed to be doing. The end of the first overtime, Jalen holds the ball way too long. Top of the key gives it to Tatum, who doesn't really have much of an opportunity. He got, you know, he did get to the rim, but you really hung him out to dry, getting the ball there with three seconds to go. Really limits his options. And then blowing 14 seconds before anybody moves on the second OT and Grant Williams is standing there and everybody getting frustrated and calling a desperation timeout, that obviously limits your options there as well. So uh, those are two... You guys still are two mess ups on the players not having a clue there. But where do you put the? Everyone's putting the blame squarely on Joe. I'm putting it a a, a bit on the players as well. Like you got to know what you're supposed to be doing out there. But Joe's got to recognize it. So I understand people coming hard at Joe here, which is, I guess that's the point. You got to sometimes take a pause and make sure everybody's on the same page. And in this case, he didn't, and it backfired both times. Listen, when you get in close games down to the wire and you know it's a game that your team has not played well, you have to become a micromanaging type of coach. You have to grab the bull by the horns and make sure if you're going to go down, you're going to go down doing a damn what you want them to do. And there, John, to your point, there's that point of where players know that this is kind of when they're looking for some direction of what they need to do. And the coach is like, I'm just going to let you play things through. But we know that this is a league of adjustments. Teams have adjusted to the, to the Celtics playing this kind of random, we're just going to do, we're just going to let things play out the way they're going to play out. No. I put, listen, players obviously play a role in late game execution or lack of that. But if I had to split up the blame pie, I'm giving Joe Blazula the biggest slice because in late game situations, that's where you have to put your imprint on the game. And again, you, you hate to compare coaches, you know, particularly when they're with the same organization. But let's be honest, that was the one thing that Brad Stevens in close games was pretty damn good at. His team had a chance to win. They didn't always execute, but you know, you, there are very few times where you felt as though they weren't organized at that point in the game. And we're seeing that. That's a that, frankly, that's one of those things that Joe has to get better at. So that's what bugs me is it works if they're there. If they're not, you can't put them in that position. There's the failing is I'm just going to trust these guys to go out and do it. But when they don't, 
it's your job to know that they're not prepared to do it and you've got to take them in, well, rein them in and prepare them to well, do it. Well, you've got to be take I mean you 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 had to have believed that this was not a game where they were built to squeak this thing out. They were not playing good defense. Their offense was was shoddy. Uh, they were getting their asses kicked on the glass, and it wasn't just the bigs. I mean, that that, that in that second overtime, after Quigley scores those quick five points, uh, someone I think it was Jason Hart took a shot, and there were two Celtics right around the ball, and Julius Randle comes from that freaking three point line, gets the loose ball, get, they get an extra possession, and then they miss that shot, and then Mitchell Robinson gets that rebound, and that to me that was a microcosm of their game. They have to find ways to make the plays where they have to be made. And again, players didn't execute as well as they should have, but I, I put a, I put a more of the onus on Joe for not putting them in a position or at least getting them in the right headspace to execute in those, in those latter stages of the, of the game. Yeah, no doubt. Jimmy? Facts, my dog. No, oh, I mean... You guys more than facts, my dog. No, I know. No, I mean, like, I, I think <laughs> I kind of said to an extent what Sherrod said. I mean, Sherrod nailed it. Um... You know, you got to be. You know, it, this is a this is a coaching issue. Sure, I mean, isn't this kind of a situation where it, it's situational basketball at that point? You know, one or two possessions, tie game, one possession game. Shouldn't these guys just know what the play option A is or option B would be if, if you know they if the other team takes it away? Why is there so much miscommunication or non communication and you know like panic timeout and and Tatum waving guys around on the final possession? You'd think that this would be a scenario that they would play out over and over in practice. See, I don't think they do. I, but well, should, I, I don't think sh- I don't, should they. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they should definitely look at, at ways to. To me, the issue isn't whether they are getting um, the plays they necessarily want. It's are you able to get to the counters quickly? Because that's what tip, that's what's really happening. They're having an idea of what they want to do, and the Knicks and, and, and good defensive teams are going to take away that first and second option that you're thinking about. What are you going to do to counter that? And are you going to go to either your third option offensively, or will you try to call a different play altogether and try to and try to go that route? I think there's some confusion and lack of clarity on what direction they're going to go when that number one option is taken away. And that, and to me, and I, I think if you think about it, that that kind of if you're looking at Jason Tatum and his body language and some of the other guys, it feels like that's what's going on. That mm-hmm. that they're they're something that they're seeing defensively is forcing them to adjust from what they were planning to do, and they're looking for some type of direction as to what the hell do I do now? Right, right. Well, and who provides that direction? There's nobody. That's well, that's, damn coach. that's nobody's that's job, thing. is it? There's not. There's not a job for that. <laughs> There needs to be a. We should a, invent a job where someone line. tells the players what to do. We should come up with that. That would be a good job. Yeah, John yeah. is trying what to trigger me tonight. Like that? John is trying to freaking trigger me because he knows I'm real salty right now, and I'm trying to be nice. I need some of those Luke Cornett lemon cakes. That's what. Yeah, you do. I need right now. Oh, I have a feeling there's plenty think, of them available in the locker room. If it's anything I'm like Friday. I'm starting I'm already working on a Celtics cookbook, by the way. So, <laughs> off of this, I swear. <laughs> Uh, I need some of those Luke Cornell lemon lemon well, drops. Or I wanted to talk about Sherrod. Yeah. I, I think you were People there. People are so mad they're leaving the show just simply because they're mad. Yeah. I mean, I think people come to us sometimes to get over their anger. And 
Sherrod, instead, Sherrod just val- validated all their anger tonight is what Sherrod just did. So they're like, yeah, I can be mad. They should be angry. And, and, I, and, yeah. I, and I hope they respond to this. And, and let me know. Let us know they're angry because it'd be mm-hmm. nice to have somebody with it, you know, Ron and that, that shows some emotion and is well, upset yeah, and, about this. And, and you know what? Friday I mean, night. Third, you, you lost three of your last four games. And you have – you should have won all of them, really. I'm I mean, interested. Yeah. And I'm interested you know to see what, what some of the players have to say because after Friday night's loss – you didn't really see any anger or, they, you know, they emotion. Kind of, they kind of brushed it off, Jimmy. You saw it. They did. Tatum was I'm, like, you know, it's, you know. It is what what it is. You know what bothers the fans yeah. the most is this, this stuff. So this is where it hurts Joe. Justin, like I said, just, again, to fans, the people are most annoyed by, dude, you haven't earned it yet. Stop, like, just right. saying, nah, it doesn't matter. Like, people want answers and are out for blood after losses, and they can't stand – when it's just kind of glossed over, like right. I, I'm smarter than you, I've got it figured out. So that kind of perceived arrogance, which I'm not sure that it's arrogance. I just think that's how he deals with stuff. Well, is, I, I say denial is what and drives people is what drives people insane. Just I mean, because you don't yeah. want something to be an issue or a problem doesn't mean that it isn't. Just because you don't think it is. So I, I think, like again, it goes back to the the video that we. I mean, the clip that we just showed, John. No concern. You know, it's just like no big deal. Nothing to worry about. You know, I, I, I know what's going on more than you guys know what's going on. because So, like, why would I be concerned? You know, we're going to be fine. It just, it, it, it just feels like he's pulling what I what I call the dad card, the DAD card, the deflected denial. That's what he's doing. Okay, it's not yeah. that big a deal. I like that. Uh, we're going to be okay. He's And I'm, I'm sick and tired of the dad card being pulled. That's his kick in a game they shouldn't. It's, right. And, it's, and, it's, and, it's frustrating. And the thing is, Sherrod. The old saying, attitude reflects leadership and all that stuff. It's like if that's the if that's the attitude, if that's the message you're getting from the top, then if you're a player, you're going to probably fall in line with that, right? So if the coach isn't really that concerned or that upset or, or annoyed or pissed off, then shoot, maybe the players – why would the players be either, right? I mean it's kind of the vibe that I got from the Tatum soundbite on Friday. Now, again, I don't know what's going on in the locker room tonight. I don't know what they're saying. I think they should be frustrated too. Um, certainly, I think that's how you you, you want to see change. You have to, you know, it's got to start with attitude. I think so. They don't. They didn't have that killer again. You know, you you blew another big lead tonight, and I mentioned it earlier, Sherrod. That three pointer that Randall hit at the buzzer in the third quarter. That was a great shot. Don't get me wrong, but that shifted the momentum there. That gives the Knicks the lead. They're dancing up and down the court. Emmanuel quickly had an entire dance routine tonight. Um, so. I just think that the Celtics need to, to get it, just toughen up a little bit. Play angry. Play angry sometimes. I oh, thought they did oh, for stretches. I actually thought they turned they up the did. defensive intensity in the fourth quarter. They did quarter. for stretches. I thought Jalen Brown was a beast out there in the fourth there. I thought when they, they came down, they made really smart plays. They made a ton of winning I'm not saying plays, it's not at all. offensive but... fouls, getting the right rebounds, finding open shooters for three, cutting down a seven-point lead in the fourth. I actually thought they did a lot of positive things tonight. That's, what it's, that's actually hard to get too annoyed. The two major trends here that are problems continue to be how Joe manages a game and this 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 push and pull tug of war they have with do we shoot a shit ton of threes or fewer well, threes and they three can't points. figure out their identity right now and plus the bench is really exposed when they're down a player or two because you move everybody up and that's going to happen to any team but you're getting crap contributions from a lot of guys right now um, that. You know, bench sucked tonight. The bench sucked tonight, but again, you're down two starters, so to speak. But 
I mean, oh, well, not two starters, a starter. And, and you're, you're down your best time. bench guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. But those things, I think, I, I wasn't entirely, you know, whatever. Like I said, I thought I thought there was a fair amount of effort. Uh, I'm tonight. not saying that they didn't have yeah, you know, effort. It, it, what I'm saying is the I, attitude sometimes out there is soft. I, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, yeah, I, John, I would agree that they their effort wasn't bad. It's just that New York's effort was better. It was. And that's Thank the, you. And, and, and that, the energy and that's, from that's, that side, that whole side. Yeah. That did, yeah, I mean, I didn't think that the Celtics were just dogging it out there at all. But I just thought New York played so much harder, so much smarter, so much right. more aggressive when it absolutely mattered. And, again, when that happens, that should bother you. That should piss you off. That should You should be going back to the locker room thinking, how the hell did we let this happen again uh, to them? Right. Uh, a team that, that we're better than. A week than ago. They, and and it, that, for me, is where a lot of the frustration – because, John, to the point that you made earlier, um, if this were Steve Kerr and he says not a big deal, he can pull the dad card, the deny and deflect card because he's won championships. Popovich, he can pull the dad card, defl- deflect and deny because he's won championships. Those coaches have the cachet and the reputation to do that. Joe Mazzula is not there yet. I think he has the potential to be there someday, but he's not there yet. And that's frustrating for fans. Al Horford, oh, yeah, yeah. I would say that we're not locking in as much as we need to. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. There you that's, go. That's a bit of truth right there. They're not locking that's, in. And, right. Yeah. And, and I, to me, that, that's the kind of stuff that, again – I don't like to hear that, but I respect when I hear it because it's it's coming from someone, one, who understands this game way better than most of the guys in the locker room. And two, it's taking on a certain amount of accountability for the horseshit job that you did out there. That's all people want. Own it. Mm-hmm. If you play great, own it. If you play horrible, own that too. Don't say it's just one of 82 and we'll just be better next time. No. Yeah. Own the fact that you didn't play great. And that team played harder than you. Knicks, Knicks have a lot of dog in them. There's no question about well, they that. They do, and it starts with it starts because they don't have Tibbs. talent. They, they, that's they, Tibbs knows the only way they're going to win. They're going to have to make it a dog fight, and that's exactly right. what they did. Exactly what they did. Uh, Emmanuel. They have Quickly a lot of dogs the, on that team. They got some junkyard dogs on there. On Emmanuel quickly would be the second best player on the Celtics right now. Dude. I'm just kidding. I just yep. want to get people angry. I just want to lather them up a little bit more. Yep. You know what, though? John He's balling tonight. tonight. I'm trying to trigger people. Emmanuel quickly is my second, is my favorite player in the NBA right now, replacing Jalen Brown. It was Jalen, and, yeah. and now it's quickly. He's such uh, a totally. He's such then, an ass. I think I love quickly, too, though. 38, 8, and 7. Man. I like his numbers. Yeah. Um, I like his to- swagger out there. He was cocky, man. Talk he's to me, Sharad. He's doing like I, I thought he was awesome. It was like hands. Antoine, you know, like he was friggin' yeah. Great. Jimmy's gonna work some of those dance moves into his next show, aren't you, Jimmy? Let's be real. I would say if I was an NBA player, I'd be I'd be hopping and dancing. All right, like, talk like to me about. I know Sharad's always sensitive when we get into Grant Williams discussions because he doesn't like saying mean things. Grant Williams sure. played a crap ton of minutes tonight with Rob Williams being out. Grant Williams did a couple of things that were he positive tonight. Grant Williams mostly was terrible tonight, I think. Um, I wouldn't say so, terrible. All right, mostly would, bad. Not I, good, mostly not great. I, just, I, would say, I would say that Grant, offensively, brutal. Absolutely brutal out there. Yeah. Defensively, slightly below the, average. I didn't think he was great. I didn't think he... <laughs> He gets a C minus. No, it doesn't those, get any better, I guess. On those Verizon surveys, one to five, one yeah, to yeah. five, he's like one, 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 two. Two, one. <laughs> he's, he so you won't recommend today. us? No. 
<laughs> Care to comment? No. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just don't get me out of this website. I just, I just don't want to do business anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the phone for an hour and a half. I didn't think that's what I did it not felt like watching Grant, Grant Williams. That. I thought he, I thought he did a few positive things out there. Not many, but a few. Um, he had a nice block. Yeah, yeah, two blocks. Yep, yeah, Grant two had two blocks. Um, um, I think he's still hesitant with the shot. He's thinking too much out there. And that's the problem. He had he had a couple possessions where he got the ball right in the sweet spot, and he just he just yeah. froze. Yeah, he just froze rather than Put just it catch it and, and let it go. Yeah, he's he's got to he's got to get out of his head. That's that's his biggest problem. Flipping now. the script. You know how a lot of times they win a game. A lot of times they win a game, but they played like ass all game, and then it's really hard to come on here and be like, "That was great, they won." Um, let's pretend they went, they won tonight. What would we be? What conversation would we be having? Because again, I do think there was a fair very lucky. You think lucky, lucky to win? Okay. Yeah, because because if if this were like a prize fight, New York would have been ahead on points, in my opinion. The Celtics had a couple of stretches where they were really good, but New York out outworked them pretty much. Most, I would say they did. all I mean, game, but a significant portion of the game, the Knicks were the better team. Uh, I would probably Celtics talk about. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Jimmy. You talk no, about. I would, say I, I would probably talk about like the fourth quarter. The Celtics made a little run there. Second half of the fourth quarter, yeah. I think behind Tatum and Brown. I mean, it was it was a Tatum and Brown game. You had some you had some production from Al Horford down the stretch. He had a couple big shots. But other than that, I mean, I thought Marcus Smart had a sloppy game. He was kind of uh, erratic out there. This was Marcus had more turnovers than assists. That tells you right there. That's yeah, all you need to know. He was and then, and then he tilt. comes up and he makes a couple of big threes and draws a bunch of offensive nope. fouls. So he does Marcus things late, which which mm-hmm. kind of excuse a lot of the bad. But he was brutally bad no. for a lot of the game it, tonight. It, yeah, I mean, it, the deficit was still there. I mean, this was a bad Marcus market. Uh, they needed him to be better than this with the guys out, and he just wasn't. Uh, no getting around that. And you all know right. how much I love Marcus. But Marcus wasn't very good tonight. There's, I mean, that's just that's just facts, my dog. He hey, yes, he's, he's still, but he's still playing more than White. I mean, I thought White could have played more tonight than he did. He, Thirty-two minutes. White's always the odd man out because they went. Joe Joe went to that double big ish sort of lineup because I think they were worried on the second chance points and they were still getting beat up even when Grant was in there. But he really leaned on Grant late and White was the odd man out. Happens yeah. to him all the time, even if he's playing well. And he played really well in the first half, and then he just becomes forgotten for stretches. Yep. Uh, I do think Joe is another problem with Joe. He's really struggling with rotations, period. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to balance it because he's so quick to get back to the guys and the starters, and it's always going to be those guys in the high 30s and everybody else lower where you have enough of a roster when you're healthy to actually play a bunch of guys, to have high 20s and low 30s with your top seven guys and balance it out a lot more. He doesn't know how to do it. Uh, he doesn't. He's got his rotations, and it's always going to be leaning heavy on the other guys and then forgetting about guys like White and Brogdon, even if they're playing really well. It happens all the time. And White got put on ice tonight for a while, and then he kind of came back in when Marcus fouled out. I'm hoping Joe figures it out between now and the playoffs. But, uh, how to best utilize those guys, because those guys are going to be – if they're going to make a deep playoff run, they have to be in the roles that suit them to be most impactful. And Joe has to figure that out. He has to. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he does. Um, Joe Sway's in there, it looks like. I'm seeing on Twitter. So he's talking to a couple of the players. So we'll probably be getting him hopefully soon. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I got somebody coming in on Twitter here. Like, you know, some of those Grant minutes, you know, could they have gone to Derek White later, you know, in OT? I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what, what Joe's seeing out there and why he felt the need to go in that direction. 
um, with it. But I mean, he said it after last game uh, that he is still he's trying to figure it out. I mean, it was a big story last game too. Um, I, I don't think he's really got much of a clue how to use a lot of these guys, when to use them, who are the reliables. You almost have open auditions here, trying to whittle this thing down to an eight at most nine-man rotation, and then trying to figure out who's going to get what minutes where and with whom. Uh, and it's thrown into a bit of a disarray here with Rob is out, because now you're going to have to learn to play a different style of non-Rob basketball and then integrate Rob back into things uh, right away, which completely changes how you play when Rob goes in with that starting unit. I honestly think you have to consider um, uh, putting Rob on the bench for the rest of the season uh, for all and into the playoffs. I don't think you can bring him back and I, it's saying seven to 10, but let's say he misses a couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much you can screw around here and keep, 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 keep jerking. You're running out of time. You got to commit. It wasn't working. It hadn't been working. This was a bit of a blessing, I thought, tonight. Rob Rob Williams being out because I thought Joe's going to see the merits of these, you know, single big Derek White starting lineup uh, and just stick with that and then just split those bigs minutes when Rob comes back. And that's just going to be what they do. Sometimes you'll also have a Muscala or a Grant out there alongside a Horford or a Rob to give you a little bit of size. But you're not going to have Al and Rob out there all the time playing 20 minutes a game together because it wasn't it didn't look good. And it doesn't look good when Rob's not Rob. And it it gets your offense a little bit disjointed and they have not been playing great. So I hope that that is the one blessing to come out of this. Blessing. I got no issue with that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree with you, John. I saw your tweet earlier tonight, and I agree. I mean, it, it allows White to get back in that starting lineup. He's been their best guard this year, um, from start to finish. I feel like um, he's just been he's been he's exceeded my expectations for sure. Um, so anytime you can get him in the lineup and get things going, I mean, I think they could have used him in overtime too. I mean, this is a guy that could score from all over. He's a obviously a plus defender. That's all everybody says about the guy. Um, when the Celtics traded for him, it wasn't his offense. It was about his defense. So I, I don't know why he's not getting uh, the burn that he is. At this point with Rob Williams, it's almost – I mean, let's say he misses two weeks. You know, how many games is that? You know, let's call it seven seven games or so. Like, running out of time to really get this starting lineup in gear. It just feels like – I kind of agree with you, John. If Rob can give you 20-ish minutes off the bench as effective minutes, not safe – not playing at safe minutes like like he told Sherrod on Friday, but actual Rob Williams level playing. I think at this point that's the best you can hope for. Give 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 the team twenty minutes, come in, affect the game, play solid defense. We know you're not gonna. We know you're not putting up ten shots a game. It's just not the season that that I think anyone. I don't really think people knew what to expect from Rob because of that second surgery that he had right at the beginning of the year. This was not it though. It's just, it, this wasn't it, but man, when that happened, that just put everything that just put everything in, in a bit of a tailspin. I feel like for Rob, you know, he's playing from behind now. You know, he's just well, I, constantly in. I he was on that from the jump, though, Jimmy. I, I think that that there was a lot of uncertainty about what the hell you're going to get from him because of the steady track record year after year after year. He goes down, and it's not like one injury. It's usually multiple injuries that he goes through that sideline him every single year. To John's point, I think at this point, I don't know if you have much of a choice but to have him come off your bench if you want to have some type of semblance of continuity going into the playoffs. Well, 
Sharad, to, to, to piggyback on what you said last show, which was really insight, like really interesting. And I think kind of changes the entire conversation around Rob. Sharad has a conversation. And again, Sharad, tell the people where you can find this. No, I, I just specifically no, where, talked where did about you write it. Where did you write it? I know. I, I, I didn't write it. I, talk, I talked oh, to Rob. Talk to and him. then we talked. It was just for us. <laughs> yeah. Just for context. So he said it. You so said it, it on CLNS, the only place you could find it. It belongs to the Garden Report then. So yes. what Sherrod had said here on the Garden Report was that Rob's saving himself because he knows he kind of probably doesn't have that extra gear right now. And so he's trying to kind of, you know, just pick his spots and pick his moments, uh, which I think a lot of us see. Well, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say he's trying to be smarter about his body because he's tried to do this the way everyone is wants him to do, which is just go out there and play as hard as you can for as long as you can. And we'll just worry about and he that's not working. Uh, so yeah. he's trying to be he's trying to be more strategic about how he plays. And, and that doesn't mean he's not going hard. It's just he's playing smarter. Uh, if, if I don't need to jump to make you miss a shot, why should I jump? Well, um, but the problem for him, though, John, is that and then we talked about this the other day. He's not making the right decisions along those lines, uh, he, and and it it shows. Uh, the, as you pointed out, that that unit, that double big, which is very good, it's not nearly so, as good now as it was because I think he's thinking about what he needs to do and what he shouldn't do at different yes. moments in the game. So I, that's I was thinking about it more, and that's kind of where I settled. Is the bottom line is like as Rob, as great as Rob is, and sometimes he does have really terrific basketball instincts. He's also clueless and lost about some things out there at certain times so he's just not at a point in his basketball development he might never ever get there where he can pick and choose spots so I, I honestly think you have to view him as like a as a baseball reliever right now what makes these guys so effective they come out and they just throw 99 miles an hour for an inning or two and that's it that's all they have to do and then they go back on the shelf and that's what that you know and you've got five of those guys obviously you don't have five Rob Williams I'd rather Rob go friggin balls to the wall for 18 to 20 minutes a game then jog right. his way up and down the court through 30 so if he is saving bullets i'd rather reduce those minutes way back put him on the bench let him come out there bull in a china shop let him play shorter stints four minutes four let him play four five minute stretches and call it quits that's your game but when you're out there go and if you're tired throw your hands up and i'll get you out of there you don't feel you got any any bullets left or you don't have any jumps left in those legs just signal to the bench and i'll shorten that stint by a little bit too i do not want 70 percent, 80 percent rob kind of guessing what he's going to do when he's going to do it and where he's going to do it he's got to be that guy all the time i think and i'd rather have less of him um people have been crapping on this water bottle I don't understand that at all. It's a ketchup bottle, I thought. It's literally like the most popular water bottle yeah, in like I, America I right now. Like bottle. everybody has them. Oh, it's, really? So you're yes. so you're just following this the, is like the, the cool kids. It's sadly like trendy, but it's so bizarre that people aren't picking up on it. Uh, I'm not trying to be trendy. It's trendy just trendy water bottle. Okay, yeah, it's like okay. it replaced like it replaced Yetis. It friggin' took over Yeti. What's the company? Huh? I can't read. Owala. These things are friggin' phenomenal. You have the straw here, and you just new sponsor. Fine. Get the Nick. Yeah, no get free the business. Ads. Nick, get the business. I was gonna say, Nick, guy, get on it. Get He's on got it. A straw yeah, here. I can use a free water bottle. You put it that way. Oh my god, these are amazing. Dude, you put an ice. I know the, the question Yeti is business. what's in it. You could put an ice cube in that thing, and it's there like seven days later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
these things are incredible. Anyway, um, yeah, I, that's that's. I'd rather do that with Rob if that's if that's an option. Um, yeah, I'll take anything at this point. Just give me uh, a second, so Rob, for any amount Dave of time. He's coming out to talk. He had not been at the podium. It wasn't clear if he was coming or not. Um, um, but apparently he is going to talk. Uh, Al Morford, uh, Jason Tatum, uh, wasn't clear if he was going to make it out there. He is going to make it out there. Uh, here's Al Horford talking about the loss. We're going to hear right. a little bit from Al. Mute yourselves if you guys got stuff behind you so we can hear this. How's the team this good? That's, that at one point had an historically good offense. Look like you almost forget how to play basketball for an extended period of time. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very fair, fair um, you know, analysis, and and it is true. Um, I, I don't have that answer. Um, uh, as you can see, it is frustrating. Uh, you know, how do you look so good one end and then on the other end, the complete opposite uh, type of thing. Um, and uh, I believe that we need to, um, you know, all year we've had a good mindset of good or bad, continuing to play through things. And for whatever reason, these past few games, uh, we haven't been like that. Um, and it's literally the last two games. Um, uh, you know, before that, I felt like we we were on good pace. So um, this is um, something that that we need to uh, be conscious of and um, and need to be better and, and try to eliminate those those bad runs. You know, that, that that's that's the biggest thing. So, okay. looking at a little bit of the offense here and why they're going cold at times. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I, I think sometimes, yeah, I, I think sometimes they revert back to some really bad habits that we didn't see nearly as much of at the start of the season as we're seeing lately. The iso ball. Um, it seemed that that's when, the when killer, goes, right? When they go three or four possessions and they don't get a score, then it's just like, okay, we're just going to go flat, Tatum, top of the key, go do your thing. Uh, and I, I understand when there are certain matchups that Tatum can clearly get to the cup and finish and, and score over guys. But it seems that when they go to that route, they're not doing it because it's the best basketball play. It's, it's the path of least resistance to try and get a bucket. And that's just that that's not a good enough reason to be ISO ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the problem I mean, is, and again, we talk about always like, what are the things that continue to, to, to like hold and to be problems, you know, uh, late game execution, closing games out, you know, and again, there was a little bit mixed today because they did some good things, but that is that reverting, slowing the pace way down and resorting to uh, ISO ball sort of basketball always happens uh, and, and that's always the tendency. That's what's so weird is it's like it's like an addiction almost. It's like you kick it and it's just, oh, but I want to go back to it so bad. And they go back like all the time. And it's just like at what point do you think you just quit it and it's gone? Like that just isn't a thing that you do anymore. And again, I'll point out there was some terrific passing at the end of fourth in the fourth quarter there that got them those open threes when they were down seven and to work their way back and to be able to take that lead, some really clutch stuff. So it wasn't completely gone. It just goes at the it just goes at bad times. Inopportune inopportune time. Yeah, I mean that's that's it. I mean they're they're not not even bad shots sometimes. They're just not going in sometimes. So how do you 
how do you really criticize it? That's that's gonna that's how they've gotten to this record, this, this style of a play, forty-five and twenty, by being a team that focuses on the three-point shot. Now, I think t- Al Horford, credit to him for <laughs> acknowledging that there is trouble um, going on with them right now to an extent. I mean, basically, I, I think it was John Carouse who basically just said that they <laughs> looks like they don't know how to play basketball out there <laughs> sometimes. Right. That was kind of a wild, wild way to put it, but fair. Yeah. Um, but that's how it feels like that. That's how it feels during stretches. And that's what's frustrating about this team is that they can look so locked in at times. But then, like Al Horford said, um, it feels like at other times they're not locked. He in. said so it was a fair consistent. analysis. He's basically yeah. like, how do you guys look like you forget to play basketball? So I do think <laughs> that that's frustrating uh, from Al's perspective, uh, you know, and you hear him kind of, you know, um, you know, sure. Say you know those types of things. It's like it is weird, right? It's like sometimes it's like beautiful basketball, and other times it's just like we li- we have no plan, no clue, no cohesion. I've never met any of these guys, and we're just going to kind of do whatever. It is weird, right? right? And again, good defenses can do that to you sometimes. The Knicks aren't it. Um, they're not, you know, they're not the team. When you see it happen against the Golden States and certain teams out there, you're like, all right, well, look. They're making you play left-handed. They're making it uncomfortable. They're making it hard for you to get to your spots. Mm-hmm. But it's there's that, and then there's you guys making it easy on the defense by, you know, not moving without the ball, not trying to get paint touches, and not doing certain things. When they get away from that, they just literally just they, they make it easy. They just make themselves easier to defend. And you know what? I think the big difference between these guys right now and the team last year. What was everyone talking about the Celtics around this time last year? Was how connected they were on defensive end and a lot of times their defense would turn to offense what's happening now is they're not getting the stops the same way they're walking the ball up and they're taking threes it's not transition baskets you need to yeah. you need to get more baskets from your defense often you know good defense leads to good offense and so you know last year we were all blown away by how strong this team was defensively they were far and away the best defensive team in the league it's not what we're seeing right now and you're not going to just hit the home run ball and, and, you know, shoot your way back into these games sometimes. You have to do it on the defensive end. So I don't know if that's a Rob Williams thing because he's not in there uh, the same way or, or, or as much where, you know, if he's kind of like the, the, the major chess piece with that whole thing. I don't know if it's, you know, a Marcus Smart situation where, you know, he was obviously out for a bit, coming back, you know, tough game tonight. I don't know what that what the reason behind it is. But they're not the same team defensively. And if you want to go back to effort and all that stuff, you can. Or if they feel like they're too good to play defense, right? Because last year at this time, they weren't coming off of a NBA Finals appearance. You know, they weren't, you know, these, you know, in the MVP. Or Tatum wasn't in the MVP discussion the same way he is this year. So I don't know if they feel like they don't have to play a certain way. Um, but... I think we've seen over the course of history of, of this game where you you can't cheat your way to the to the finals. You you got to play the right way, and you know there's no shortcuts. And so they have to play harder on the defensive end. That's going to lead, in my opinion, lead to more opportunities on the offensive end in transition. That's how you're going to do it. They they no longer. Uh, hold on, because you're not hitting. You're not pulling up for threes in transition. All those three pointers that you see tells me that they're not getting as many stops on the defensive end or they're not just getting out in the break. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the reality is, is they're like, 
they're not playing like a great team enough in no. a very broad sense. You know, they it, we are back to the kind of golf analogy that you like, you know, you, you, you shoot 70, you know, 76 one day and you're like, I'm a single digit handicap. But every other day they're not friggin shooting bogey golf every night, but they're just they're wildly inconsistent. You can't just say. They're the team. They're the best version of the team that you've seen before. They're just not that best version often enough now. And again, it's hard to sustain over 82, but you're just seeing it again. You're looking at three of the last four uh, games here where, you know, the, the, you know you, you're losing to teams and you feel that you should beat and, you know, blowing leads that you feel you shouldn't or, you know, you know just not executing. So it's again, it's going to be an overreaction in these spurts, but it's just it's it's really over 30 games or so, 30, 40 games where it's been like pretty good, but not that like, yeah, it's finals or bust sort of team. That's that's what it is. I mean, you're playing for one thing right now. It's it's conference finals and then see what happens. Anything short of that is a, is an ab- sure. absolute failure. So you're judging this team based off of are they one of the three best teams, four best teams in the NBA? They're not playing like it right now. They're not. Not consistently. Not consistently enough. No. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, so that's what you want. You want to see them string it together. You want to see that stretch. I mean, obviously, they went on an insane stretch last year where they did it over the last 35, 40 games where they were destroying people. You'd like to see a stretch here where they kind of figure it out um, and, and really get back it. to it. And, and and each game you're like, OK, here we go. This is what it's supposed to look like. This was supposed to look like it might still be there. I don't know. Like, Gerard, what do you think? Is it a little bit of boredom with the regular season? Is there some injury stuff still playing in? Marcus Smart hasn't looked like the same guy since coming back. He could still be working through some stuff. Rob, as we know, is a little bit limited as well. I do think Joe's working through some extra bodies and rotation problems, so he's got that issue. But do you have faith that, like, I hate using the flip the switch sort of thing, but, like, when they want it, they've they've got it? No, I I think that when they need it, they'll find it. Because I, I, I think right now they want it. They just don't really need it per se. Uh, you know, they, I think they're behind Milwaukee now by a game and a half, maybe two. Uh, and third place team, I think it's Philly, who's like maybe six or seven games back. So they, they've got some wiggle room to stay in that number two spot, which uh, I, I, at this point, I don't I don't feel as though they're going to be they're going to play well enough to get past Milwaukee and get that number one seed back, even though it's still relatively close. They. I think they're going to figure out what they need to do when they absolutely have to have it. Uh, and I think it's going to have to be someone not named Tatum and not named Jalen Brown because those guys are going to play well night in, night out. But they need another third person to just really fill that void and get them over the hump, I think, uh, in order to get back to the finals. Yeah, that's a good point, Gerard. Welcome in, Joe Sway. Joe Sway was in there talking to the players. Joe Sway, what was on the dessert table Are you on the other wall, all the side of the wall? And who ate it? Maybe. Um, yes. A lot of uh, it's going to be all right. We're going to be okay. Who did the baking and who did who, any and scones, who, and who ate them? Yeah. Any, any donuts oh, in the no, hopefully, there, hopefully there was some humble pie. Hopefully there I was some humble pie around. I guess that was exclusively like that. For, uh, for Friday. But no, there was no no pastries, not, nothing like that in the locker room. But, you know, Derek White's talking about guys getting their swagger back. They need to find a way to get their swagger back. And, of course, they don't have a whole lot of time because they're Thanks, flying Derek. to Cleveland tonight. So, Another tough no, matchup for the Celtics, man. And you look at uh, the way this team is going to respond. And I like, I like what you said, Sherrod. I mean, other guys for sure need to step up. I thought there was some of that going on. But um, in the end, it really came down to execution. I thought the New York Knicks just just did a better job at that compared to the Celtics. Uh, 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 
Uh, Al Horford talked about the three-point look that he got. Says he wished he held it a little longer, but says that if he had a chance to do it again, he probably shoots the exact same way. Thought it was a great play made by Jason Tatum, but that's not what this game was about, though, right? This loss wasn't about that last shot. It was about why they were in that situation to begin with, right? And it was like, like, like you just mentioned, Gerard, other guys stepping up from the New York Knicks, right? But not for the Celtics, for the New York Knicks. Man, quickly falling out, uh, hitting some big shots, especially uh, what, what he was doing in the second half, going into that overtime. Dancing all over the park, hey? I mean, uh, I, I thought Derek White to the game would, would help shake things up, but he was too cold, right? I mean, he was the guy I think that could have uh, given the Celtics a, a little muscle in the overtime period, but when he finally came in, he just couldn't find his couldn't find his rhythm. That's a tough spot for him, especially uh, Marcus Smart filing out the way he came in. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, technical difficulties there for a second. Um, yeah, that was rough too. Uh, and, and hang on one second. Um, I'll go get him. He's on the other side of this wall. If you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I gonna just say? And I forgot. Well, I forgot. So that's it, I guess. Um, See you guys. No, that's it. It is a school night. We are, we do have to wrap it up a little bit. But oh, I wanted yeah. to ask Joe Sway what like what Tatum said because he was must have been there for Tatum, and, and it sounds like he's already out. So yeah, um, would like to get that. No, Tatum's going now. Joe Sway popped out of the locker room. Tatum's up at the podium, I believe. So we're gonna get a chance to hear from him. Check out our CLNS YouTube uh, channel, our CLNS Media YouTube channel. You can get all the reaction there um, for sure. Uh, but. Uh, uh, we're still waiting on Tatum. Again, they're flying out to Cleveland. It's going to be hot. It's going to Tatum's yeah. already gone, or he's currently going because I saw seeing some stuff on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got to take off, so they're going to be heading to Cleveland. We got another one tomorrow. It's a school night for Jimmy Toscano, so we have pushed it past the hour mark. We want to make sure that he gets back, so we will wrap up the show tonight. But Jimmy, <laughs> Don't put and, this on me. Jimmy is not done. Jimmy's going to get to the court. He's going to stand there. He and Joe are going to look handsome as f. Are we doing a stand up? Yes, you freaking are. You're not even close to done. Damn. So you, you didn't catch Joe Sway here, but Joe Sway is going to drop all of his post-game magic on the uh, on uh, on uh, on our YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out. They'll break down the game. We'll get Joe Sway's take. Make sure we have all of it. Sherrod, you're not going to Cleveland, right? Nope. Tomorrow is a non Sherrod, non JG show. Yeah, because we got to we, we got to teach tomorrow. Oh, so Jesus. it's you guys. You can do it. Oh my God! Yeah, so we are we are kids out. table. We're out. Go check out our YouTube channel for both uh, the rest of the press conferences here on the main channel, our Celtics All Access channel. Check out uh, Joe Sway's post game report. Final final thoughts, guys. My Figure final thought. Okay, that's a good one. I co-signed what Sherrod said. Figure this shit out. Also, <laughs> that's it. Also, I just want to say. Sherrod, it was great to see you tonight. It's the first time I've seen you at the Garden in three years, so maybe I'll see you uh, back here sooner than later again. I was Hopefully able to sit win. down. I was able to sit down and have a little, quick little bite with my guy G Dub, Gary Washburn. That was fun. Saw a bunch of the guys that I haven't seen in a bit. So, unfortunately, the Celtics ruined my my homecoming, but that's okay. That just means I have to come back for another one. Yeah, I got to chop it up with my guy, John Wallace from Syracuse, who's doing radio for the Knicks. Haven't seen him in a minute. Uh, you go. That was literally the only silver lining for me in this entire damn game. I, I love Jimmy, of course. 
Yeah, come on. At least give me that. I, I love playing the Knicks, man. It's fun. The Knicks being good is good for basketball. I like that they're playing hard. Uh, I think this would be a dogfight in the playoffs because you've just got a team. If you play the Knicks, it means you've seen them in the second round, right? Which means they just, you know, upset somebody, right? And they're playing with a ton of momentum and energy. So that would be a that would be an unbelievable series. It's always fun to, um, you know, catch a, catch a team when they're hot. So... It was a good test for Celtics. I think tomorrow's going to be really tough for the Celtics to pull that one off. They're going to have to really dig deep. I don't know what the deal is with Brogdon. Um, but that's a schedule loss to begin with. Factor in a double overtime game tonight uh, against a, a really good Cavs team that's probably out for revenge. Well, that, you're, you're without Al and Rob tomorrow against a, a team with, with some right. some bigs because Al's not playing back-to-backs. You're right. Um, you're right. So you're going to have some – and you probably probably again brought a Grant tomorrow. Although Grant didn't even play – against them uh, a week ago. So again, it's, it's just, it's all, it's all wonky. The, you know, the, the rotations, and everything. See you fellas. Uh, okay. We will wrap it up. Uh, we will see you guys back here tomorrow. Uh, depending on how things wrap up, I may jump on late, but if not, uh, Jimmy Josue and Bobby Manning, he'll be back. He'll have you guys, um, he'll have cool. you guys covered. We will see you guys tomorrow night. Thanks.